0: Here are your hosts, Dana Southern and Gary Green.
2: Good morning and welcome to York Insiders on 960 The Patriot. My name is Gary Green and shortly I will be joined by my dear friend and business partner, Mr. Dana Southern. And I want to wish everybody a happy Saturday and just wanted to start off by, you know, everything in our business that Dana and I have is based on one word. And that one word is called relationships and there's a gentleman that has a small little dealership located in the valley and it's called N truck sales and they're located at 15225 north 32nd street in phoenix which is just south just south of greenway on the east side of the street and bobby's phone number is 602-722-9151 and he is a small little independent dealer, and I believe everything he sells is white. And he's a very niche kind of dealership. So if you have a plumbing company, if you have a construction company, if you have some kind of a service business that you need a commercial vehicle and do not want to buy something one brand new, my suggestion is to give Bobby Rabati a call. And once again, his number is 602- I've done business with him a couple of times over the last few years. I don't have a lot of people that look for used commercial vehicles, but the one thing I will tell you, he's straightforward, no BS, and he doesn't sell junk. Once again, good morning and welcome everybody to Your Car Insiders. You know, in each week, what we try to do is, is share helpful hints in the car buying process. And right now, the biggest obstacle that people are Having is that one word. It's called inventory. And what's happened is some new cars, there is no inventory and it's more along the trucks. So when the inventory shrinks on new trucks, you end up with a couple of things. Most people that are buying a truck, or a lot of people that are buying a truck, they're trading in a truck. So now what the dealership doesn't have is they don't have a truck to sell to the person that wants to trade their truck in. So not only is there a shortage of new inventory in certain vehicles, there's also a shortage in used vehicles in certain models. And what happens with those certain vehicles is when there's no new ones to sell, the price of the used ones doesn't go down the price goes up and the couple of the vehicles that I've seen it really big time on are Toyota Tacoma's and Tundras due to the lack of inventory and Jeep Wranglers. I helped a, a good friend of mine buy a Wrangler the other day that I thought he got a really 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 fair price based on what he wanted to spend and what he was looking to buy. However, if you look back to what that vehicle cost brand new in 2017 and what I probably could have got it for somebody in 2017, to me, I don't think he overpaid. I just think that the certain, certain vehicles are looking that if you don't really need to buy something, Danny and I are going to recommend you wait. Now, if you need to buy something, you're in a have-to-have situation. And I think I've always mentioned that when we read about articles, they talk about articles on MSN Auto that we usually see. And the funny thing is, is when I logged in this morning and I'm flipping through the page and the first thing I see, dealers are freaking out over new car inventory shortage. And it's not everything. There are certain cars that have a abundance of inventory, but stuff that is tough to come by normally, it's even harder to come by now. To give you an example, I'll go to a local Toyota dealership and just to get an idea when I log into the dealership's website, they normally have somewhere in the 800 to the 1000 new vehicles in their inventory. So I'll click on New Inventory, I'll click on the word New, I'll click on 2020, now they have 46 2020 Toyotas in stock. It's, it's something that I've never ever seen before in my entire career in the car business. And when you go down the line and you see Camry, they have one. Corolla, they have six. Tundras, they have one. The thing that you have to understand is the supply and the demand. The, the demand that the dealers are looking to grasp. When I say grasp, they're reaching into your pockets deeper and deeper. And it's not everywhere. There's dealerships that they've treated Dana and I exactly the way that they've treated us for 10 years. There's dealerships that they make it very obvious that they have no interest in selling a car. And not maximizing their profits. Good morning, my friend. Which is why, in those circumstances,
3: we, of course, guide our clients to, to hold off or to wait until it's time to to actually look at it. Right now, as Gary's been sharing, it is by far the most unique time in the car purchasing or selling area or arena that, that I've seen as well. It's <laughs> so... Well, we'll talk about a lot. of You know,
2: and, and the things. funny thing is, is that Dana was running a couple of minutes behind. And what he just said, he obviously didn't hear what I was talking about. And I actually mentioned if you are not in a I have to have a car now mode, it absolutely is the best time to say I can wait. Now, there's a gentleman and I will laugh about it because he's he listens to the show. And I get a kick out of them. And one thing you have to understand about me, I'm not really an email person, and I'm not a text message person. Because sometimes when you send something to somebody, and there is, it's in a text, sometimes it can be taken in the wrong context. It can be misconstrued. So what I tell people is this. If you're going to spend $60,000 for a vehicle... Buy what you want. And right now, one of the advantages of buying a Ram pickup truck is if you order one, on the date you order the vehicle, what the incentives are would be the incentives that you would get, worst case scenario, when your vehicle shows up.
3: Now, stop for a moment, Gary, and explain to him when that's happened before.
2: I've always seen Chrysler do that, but I don't know of any other manufacturer that does that.
3: Because generally, and almost always, the rebates or incentives that are applicable when the vehicle physically arrives are what apply to the vehicle when it does apply. And so if Chrysler is locking that incentive in, um, and there's only three things that can happen. Incentives either stay the same, they get better, or they get worse. One of the three things typically occur. In the scenario where the incentives get better, which, of course, you don't know until that time comes, it would be a shame that they wouldn't be able to take advantage of it, or perhaps they could. I I don't know.
2: You know, and I don't know if you heard when you walked in, but I was looking at a local Toyota dealership. I
3: heard the inventory. I was at a local Toyota dealership yesterday.
2: 46 2020 Toyotas. They normally have... A hundred Camrys. Oh, the
3: the inventory again, depending on the model, and and there are some models that that they do have, you know, pretty good availability of, and through every single circumstance, without question, stands on its own. So without without saying the wrong thing, as Gary shared, um, car dealers who you know in the past I would suggest um, would would use the path of least resistance and. And arguably discount the car more and more with the intent of making it up when you get into the business office or the finance department by making you know profit in the different products that they sell and finance reserve and in those areas well right now um, they're they're actually having to to do real negotiating and build real value and and put themselves in a position where they again based on what they have to sell um, they in order to make a profit they they have to make more profit on the fewer cars that they have it's just logic
2: you know it's 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 ironic that you said that I was visiting a friend of mine the other day and we were I was trying to help somebody buy a vehicle and it was a very unique circumstance that he had and the gentleman was talking around and I looked at him and I said you know the general manager looks like he's in a really really good mood and this guy is a great guy the GM but he's got a great poker face. You can never tell if he's in a good mood, if he's in a bad mood, what's going on. So, he was out in the in the showroom, he was joking around with the salesperson, he was shadow boxing with the guy, he had a big smile on his face. So when I said something to the general sales manager, he said, "Well, you'd be in a really good mood if we sold 3 cars yesterday and made $42,000."
3: Now, that that's a scary number to hear out loud, but often, well, I'm going to give you an example of, of a scenario and it's just one product in one transaction and, and just one sentence, um, that came out of the person's mouth that happened to work in the finance office and it happened yesterday. So it's pretty fresh in my mind, um, in helping the nice folks with the Toyota that they were acquiring. Um, Ultimately, the gentleman said, when we were in the business office, we'd agreed to the terms on the price of the vehicle, and it was a very, very good deal. So as Gary mentioned earlier, in some of these instances, we've... When we've been quoted prices from dealers, it's, it's quite clear that they do not want to sell a car or they don't want to help one of our clients, however we, we would like to look at it. But in this case, they were being very aggressive on the pricing. We agree to terms. We go into the business office. And we've talked about this many times over the years. Not that aftermarket extended service contracts aren't, in some cases, pretty darn good, and, and certainly there, there are some that are better than others. I feel very strongly that there is really no alternative to the factory extension if it can be acquired versus aftermarket. We'll talk about this a little bit more on after the break.
2: Very special thanks to Earnhardt Honda and Joey Staples, located in Avondale, Arizona, Really appreciate what they do in helping our clients acquire a new vehicles.
0: The most prestigious and coveted honor that American Honda Motor Company awards dealerships is the President's Award. The award recognizes the dealership teams who demonstrate superior achievement in customer satisfaction, new car unit sales value, and business management.
4: Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma, not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face.
0: So even that little circle in which I could see became a big
4: blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma.
1: There were no symptoms. I had no headaches.
0: Three
4: million Americans have glaucoma, and half don't even know it. Eleven million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence, changes your entire life.
0: So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early.
4: My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't want to lose that.
0: Make a plan today to get your eyes checked.
4: Visit brightfocus.org to learn more.
3: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. You know, before going to break, I was referencing um, the fact that we'd been able to get arguably a a very good deal on, on the price of the vehicle, and we were now going into the business office, and the only product, because they planned to keep the vehicle as long as they possibly could. Well, recently, Toyota, from the factory, is now offering up to a 10-year factory, extend- well, seven-year extension, 10 years total. Up until the last month or two, the longest you could get the extra service contract for was five years or a total of eight years. But now, just recently, they've made it where you can go 10 years. A little news for those of you out there listening. And in their circumstance, the clients that I was helping, the Toyota offers up to 125,000 miles and a platinum warranty with a zero deductible, which would be the best that, that Toyota offers. As And again, extended service contract, extended warranty. The, it's an insurance policy. It, and ultimately, that's what it is. And there's no such thing technically as an extended warranty. So... It's, it's semantics or you know, vernacular, but ultimately one and the same. Well, when we got into the business office, I had shared with him that I wanted to have the, the factory product as opposed to the aftermarket product for, for my client. And to give you an idea of how often they do that, um, he didn't have the paperwork, he didn't have the information in his system to even be able to do it.
2: I've been in the same circumstances where even if he had the paperwork, he didn't know how to do it. Well, and, and that's
3: not uncommon across the valley. In in many cases, even with the wonderful dealerships that we do end up working with and have, even our sponsors, they often only, in most cases, help our clients acquire the factory product because they offer aftermarket products that, that they feel are comparable and, and really good. Gary and I just feel pretty strongly that the factory is tough to beat. Well, here's the punchline of this, you know, Explanation. In the business office, um, when asked for what the 10 year 100,000 mile extension would cost, the number that came out of the gentleman I'll use that term loosely's mouth um, was almost $5,000. And then he used when Gary and I both hate this with just a passion.
2: Wait I mean, let me guess based on our relationship with Dana at the dealership I can offer it for this or he asked if he had a Costco membership.
3: Well you know there's there's actually a third one but he's so dead in tune. Th- these, these ploys you know do you have your Costco card? Um, we're going to give you the special Gary or Dana price. I never met this man before in my life and he didn't know me from Adam other than I'm sure he was at least told that these people have help or something. I'm not sure what he was told. But ultimately, when he then quoted the price, he used, this is you know based on Dana's relationship with the, you know, the general manager, the owner, and at $80 over cost, it is X amount of thousands of dollars. And here's where it's a bad thing. Not only was that number incredibly inflated, but my client, when he heard the number, he started thinking, well, $300 a year for 10 years, you know, that seems pretty good. Well, you know, if, if, if that seems pretty good, then the $158 a year that it actually costs probably seemed a little better.
2: You know, and it's, it, it's, it's ironic that Dana and I talk about probably every day. If not every other day, and the one thing we never talk about is what we're going to talk about on the radio show. That's a fact. We don't write notes. We don't look. We show up. We say good morning. We say hello. And I jump onto the MSN. I sit in front of that. Dana talks about this. I hope you counts. don't feel
3: cheated by this, by the way. But we we essentially, um, because of what happens, you know, during the week, what happens in the news, what happens in different areas, because things change. Every week, it wouldn't make sense to write notes and put them together because by the time we spoke, it would have changed.
2: So a friend of mine calls me from Florida the other day, and he's driving to the dealership and he already has a buyer's order from the dealership. And I was, he says, I'm on my way to buy this car. What do you think of this and this and this? I said, well, the first thing that I think is that you're buying a car that." is made in Germany, was $120,000 brand new in 2014, and it has a battery that probably costs $20,000. It's a hybrid Panamera, And it's a gorgeous car and had 53,000 miles on it. So I told my friend, well, window tint for 700 bucks is something that you might want to pass on. The after, the paint protectant with the warranty on the paint for twelve ninety-eight, you might want to pass on that as well. And this is on a six-year-old pre-owned vehicle
3: at a dealership. For those of you listening, I hope you're hearing what he's saying. He's not talking about adding an extra sticker on the new cars. He's talking about a pre-owned vehicle and listen to the numbers.
2: Now, the dock fee in Florida. I don't remember if it was eight ninety nine or nine ninety nine. So I told my friend, "Let me do this." So I reached out to a dear friend of mine, Brad Levine, at the Scottsdale Porsche dealership, and I asked him how much is that battery? Because when he called in Florida, he was getting a number between twenty and thirty thousand dollars for the hybrid battery, and I explained to my friend. After my other buddy called me back that here it was it's 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 every bit of eighteen grand. So I warned I, I told him it's not a matter of buying a thirty five thousand dollar car. You're buying a thirty five thousand dollar car that has components that repairs there's probably numerous repairs other than the battery at eighteen grand that are five thousand bucks. Easily. Without blinking. Because I'm pretty sure you can't go to AutoZone or O'Reilly's or Checker and buy parts for that car. Now, he bought a service contract. I don't know who the service contract was through. But when he explained to me that he can now sleep better because he knows the components that he was worried about are covered and he only has a $500 deductible. Now, I don't believe that that would be a Porsche product on a car that's a 2014, but I felt really good about the fact. But it was funny when my friend was thinking that he really wanted the car. It was a toy. He has got money to burn. He says, well, you know, if I buy the car for 35 grand and it needs a battery in two years, I'm only in the car 55000 If that's the way you think, I'm happy for you. But the one thing that did scare me was that at 35,000 miles and four years, the battery was replaced by Porsche originally under warranty, which meant the owner got four years out of the warranty, out of the battery. That battery is now two years old. The thing that you need to understand about what Dana and I do is we don't know how to wire a fuse box in the house. We don't. I don't take certain faucets apart because if you break something while you're pulling the faucet apart from the wall in the shower you now can't turn the water on in your house nobody understands how the car business works better than Dana and I do very special thanks to Adam Breen Earnhardt Hyundai in Avondale Adam absolutely understands what it is that we're trying to do to provide our customers not only with a very transparent situation, but a situation that benefits them as well.
4: I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. Heroes but the love from his kids is totally apparent. Ooh. See, you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect man. Get just-played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Adopt US Kids in the Ad Council.
2: Good morning and welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960th of the Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green. I'm here with my friend and business partner. Dana Southern. And remember, you can always reach me at 602-525-1370. You can reach Dana at 602-679-8324.
3: That's so funny. I was just going to ask what your phone number was and there you go.
2: You know, and very special thanks to Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen located at 8801 West Bell Road. Uh, they truly, truly understand. And when I say this, Understand what it is that we do to help our clients. How many times have you heard, Dana? If you let me hold money on the trade, I'll pay you. Um, you know, it, it's actually
3: been a while now, Gary. But what, what you're referencing is, of of course, every dealer in the valley. If there was a way that they could somehow bribe us in any way, shape, or form to, or or pay us some type of a spiff or or whatever it might be called um, that would be something that would either beholden us to them and make us want to bring customers to them because they pay us um, no that's that's not how our our product works, and to make it as clear as possible i 'll try to explain it you know relatively simply um, we we don't if we're helping you acquire a used vehicle we typically don't pick it for you we just help you purchase it and make sure that it's good if it's a brand new vehicle we of course don't pick it for you but if you want our advice or or want our opinion needless to say we've been around the automotive industry for in my case 35 years now in Gary's case you know going on over 30 years for sure and we still both learn every day But it's not new to us what what we're seeing. Um, When someone calls us, our purpose is to help them get the very best possible outcome for them. Not for us, not for the dealer, for them. And how we do that is a combination of relationships that we have built and established over many years because we don't take kickbacks, because we don't take bird dogs, because we don't get paid by the dealer when we bring a client in, not only are we not beholden to them, but I imagine that they actually appreciate it because we don't try to pick their pocket. Every broker and every buying service, they have to pay some type of amount, and it can vary depending on what it is, but someone's getting in their pocket when there's a broker involved or there's a third party involved that's not Gary and I. When Gary or I come in, there's nobody getting paid except for what the dealer and the consumer agree upon, and we make sure... Whether it's the interest rate, the trade value, a product that you see value in, that they offer in their finance department, every possible decision, every step of the way, we protect and guide our clients. And at the end, if you are happy and we've done our job and everything's been signed and completed, we collect a $400 flat fee. If for any reason you're not totally satisfied, thrilled with what we do, we charge nothing. We are better than sliced bread.
2: You know, and it's, it's funny because it's not funny, but car dealerships advertise used cars in their own way, shape, and form. So there are instances where I called a Nissan store looking for a used car. They had a car online, and the car was online for $34,000. And the customer said, what can I buy the car for? I said, well, you can buy the car for 34000 if you're there with me. Well, that's what it's online for. I said, yep, but read down to the bottom where it says price does not include dealer installed accessories. Now, one of those dealer installed accessories is the certification warranty on the car, not included in the advertised price. Now, it didn't matter at the end of the day because the payment was more than the young lady wanted to spend. But some of these dealerships, it is so hard to negotiate on used cars. And I will warn you about this. When you're going to the car dealership and you're looking at a nice used car, don't go home and think about it. Not if you actually want to buy it.
3: Because of the inventory availability and new, that nice used vehicle that's on the lot, that has low mileage, that's been really well cared for, more than likely someone else also has looked at that, or if they had an opportunity to look at it, it's going to sell relatively quickly. Without a question, used cars that are really attractive are going to spend very little time on the lot. But the dealers, they, as an example, advertise a price. You think that you're going to have call me and have us help you get it lower. I had that happen again, yesterday, again, where my friend called me, and we'll get to this after the break, but I knew right away that there was no chance of buying it for the ad price whatsoever. Special thanks to Chad Sisson at Rodeo Kia, the general manager, wonderful friend. He cares about people. Welcome to Rodeo
1: 4.
4: to your car insiders
3: well as i was starting to share um it happened again yesterday there's a lot of things that happen on a given day um if you're trying to stay busy but in this particular case i had a dear friend who um has an employee who was looking for a vehicle and he had referred him to me and i had guided him as to you know to try to find something that would be of interest to me and please just send me the VIN number and where it is and I'll research it.
2: And there's a reason we ask for that is it's, and I've mentioned this word before and I love them when it comes to milk cookies. I was looking for a Jeep for somebody. Every time I turn on my computer now, there's pictures of Wranglers on the side of the MSN page. You might be interested in this car. If you'd like our help, And you find a used vehicle, as Dana just said, send the name of the dealership and send the stock number. Or the
3: phone number if it's a private party to me. The important thing is the VIN number and and arguably not a link. But in the case of the vehicle that um, he had sent me, when I saw where it was. Now, Gary and I could do this with just about, I would say, 75% of the dealers in the Valley, if not more we would know how they do business. Are they the one price dealership? Are they the dealership that advertises below what they own it for and then through their fine print and double talk get you to pay substantially more because it costs substantially more? And there's the third category where they advertise the vehicle for a price they're actually willing to sell it for and they're actually willing to discount it some in order to be able to sell it to you. Probably the smallest percentage of dealers do that, at least here in the Valley. With that, my friend's employee had reached out to me regarding this vehicle that was at a dealership. And when I saw the price on this 2016 GMC SLT 4x4 crew cab with only about 35,000 miles on it, they were asking twenty-eight eight approximately or 28.5, somewhere in that proximity for the vehicle. And that's a lot of chili for 2016, in my opinion, but depending on the care condition and, and equipment, you know, arguably it could be at least in the range of what would make sense. And so I, of course, started to pursue it. But then when I saw the dealership it was at, I send him a text back almost immediately saying, I'm, I'm afraid in this particular case, it's not really a question of how much I can save him. It's a question of how much more does it actually cost to be able to buy it. And needless to say, most people I don't think understand that. I mean it's pretty simple. They won't sell it for the advertised price. It's a lie. Cut and dry, hello, that's what they're doing. So in this particular case, the actual what they owned it for, according to my friend of many, many years, who has no reason ever to fib to me and never has that I know of in the past the the gentleman I was assisting for them just to break even essentially would have had to pay almost two thousand dollars more than the sale price to buy it. That is so common now it doesn 't have to be exactly becoming- two thousand, but it, whether it 's five hundred fifteen hundred twenty five hundred two thousand. Um, please finish what you're gonna say. You know, period. and
2: it's funny that you said the two thousand dollar number and it doesn't have to be two grand. I'm looking at another car dealership in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'm not gonna mention the name of the dealership, unused cars. They have a Connect and Protect app for six hundred dollars, paint and interior protection for four hundred dollars, lifetime window tint for four ninety nine, lifetime nitrogen for one sixty nine, and a certification through the dealer for nine ninety nine. Call that six hundred, a thousand fifteen hundred, twenty-four that's twenty five hundred and sixty nine dollars in dealer ads on a used car. It's something that is more common today than ever. But when Dana was talking about this used car at the dealership, I just went to that dealership's website. And they have a decent selection of new trucks. Do you know that every new truck is advertised at MSRP? Um, that no does, discount. However, they're showing the rebates. Well, everybody gets the rebates.
3: Well, assuming that...
2: You qualify for them. Yeah, exactly. But the, the thing is this. If, if you can wait and you're not in a rush, I'm going to tell you to do one of two things. Wait or order the car. There's a gentleman that I've been dealing with for quite a while now, and he's a wonderful gentleman. He's a radio show listener, and he has had a difficult time making up his mind what he wants. And we've gone from a 1500 quad cab to a 1500 crew cab to a power wagon to a diesel Cummings 2500 Ram. And then at the end, he throws in the new Ford that's going to come out with the 3.5 EcoBoost with the equivalent of the Chrysler eTalk. It's a mild hybrid, and it's going to give you an additional 48 horsepower, and it supposedly gives you 700 miles per fill up. Now, I will tell you this that's quite a cruising range. If you're not traveling and you have a truck that will give you 700 miles, on a fuel fill-up, and you're not going to be traveling. I always laugh because my wife's truck is over a year old and it has 2,500 miles on it. That means I would have filled the truck up three and a half times in a year. You don't want gasoline sitting in your truck for that long. But the point I finally told the gentleman is this, I'll be happy to help you. However, I think what you need to do is you need to... A, decide what options are important that you're going to pay for that you don't necessarily want, or B, order the truck exactly the way that you want it, in the exact color that you want it, because as the old saying goes, if mama's not happy, nobody's happy. And you have to make up your mind, because the difference between a 1500 quad cab Ram Rebel and a 1500 crew cab long Laramie, not a Laramie Longhorn crew cab is a difference of thousands of dollars in the MSRP it's difference in the size of the vehicle and not all quad cabs have rear air conditioning vents as where the Rebel with the bucket seats in the center console does The one thing that Dana and I can't do for you is make up your mind as to what it is that you want to buy.
3: No, we're not able to do that. Although if you're not certain or you're not sure and you'd like guidance or advice on vehicles that, you know, either historically have have done well or been good vehicles or vehicles that we would recommend based on history. Um, obviously, we're, we're here to help in, in any way we can, um, to guide and protect our consumers from, from something that they, they can't be as skilled at, they, they couldn't understand as, as well, and, and, and nor should they. This is not what you do if you're listening to us on the radio today. You should not be in the auto industry. Or if you are in the auto industry, you would know that everything that we're saying is 100% Factual.
2: You know, and it's, it's ironic that you said what you said because I laugh when someone calls and we're talking and they say, well, if the dealership will honor the ad price, I'll buy the car. <laughs> there are a few dealerships in town that will... Honor the ad price. Well, let's talk about that for a second,
3: because as an example, CarMax, which I think people love, CarMax at least in the nation, the number one selling used car dealer group or facility, you know, franchise would be CarMax. They sold over one hundred and seventy thousand used cars last year nationwide, and they did it at the highest profit, gross margin profit per used vehicle. Did you hear what he said? In the United States of America, over twenty one hundred dollar front end profit on every used car now do they negotiate interest rates Oh, well, I imagine they do. I don't know because I won't allow... I've never taken anyone... And Have you ever taken anyone to CarMax to buy a vehicle? In the 10 years you've been doing this, have you ever helped one person? Or if you did... To you sell. Have more than one. Oh, to sell. And, you know, what a coincidence. Yep. Now, I don't know much about the auto industry, but over the years, I have guided a few people to sell their cars to CarMax, and Gary apparently has as well. But never in the going on 10 years have I ever had or found it necessary or wise to go to CarMax to buy a vehicle and this may have something to do with it. There are huge profit margin in new cars. You can't buy a certified pre-owned vehicle from CarMax or Carvana or Vroom or any of those places. It can only come from the manufacturer of the brand and the dealer that represents that brand. So when someone has at CarMax an Infinity, it can't be certified or a Lexus or a Mercedes or a Buick or a Chevy or a Ford or a Toyota, none. Then, of course, when the factory sometimes has special programs on certified pre-owned cars and on those special programs they might have a special interest rate they have special terms on extending the factory warranty or extending the the coverage on the vehicle vis-a-vis an extended service contract at a discounted rate you can't buy a factory extension of the warranty from a car max or, or a place like that so Ultimately, for people to to feel comfortable and to feel cozy, they go to the place that makes the most money because you're, you're too scared to negotiate. Well, maybe you shouldn't because if only making a couple thousand on you might be a blessing for you if you don't have Gary or myself, you might be lucky to only pay that much. I'm not sure. But for Gary and I, that's way too much profit for the dealer to make on our client.
2: And, and, and here's the thing right now. It's. You know, gross profit is based on one thing right now. How bad do you want the vehicle? Because there's a dealership that I've done business with for almost 10 years, and they gave spectacular pricing up until March. It's, it, it's not worth me driving the 50 miles for what they're now offering.
3: And and I and and just so you know, I, and I've talked to Gary about this, which has really little or nothing to do with the auto industry, but it, it, I think it has to do with with things in general. I, I think that in these you know trying times, that that people seem to really show their who they really are, and and if they're a really good nice person and friendly, it seems to to reflect in their demeanor and how they're acting at this time with all this turmoil that we're that's going on in the U S right now. And then there's the people that are, are just rude and obnoxious and aggressive. And, and anyway, I, I can only tell you that when it comes to buying a new vehicle, as Gary shared, it really could be the time where ordering it is the answer. And it, it doesn't mean that it is the answer. And I need to make this as clear as possible. Every circumstance stands on its own. There is no rule of thumb. If you reach out to Gary and his number is 602-525-1370. I'm going to repeat that slowly. I hope if you don't have a pen or if you don't have his number, you can grab one, get a piece of paper, and please write it down. Area code 602-525-1370. If you reach out to Gary... I promise you that he will do everything in his vast power with his vast Mm -hmm. knowledge to help you acquire what it is that you're looking for at the best possible terms that you could ever hope for. And again,
2: if for any reason you're not thrilled, what would you charge them, Gary? We don't charge anything. And each week, like I said, we try to share helpful hints, and I haven't mentioned this Dana yet, but we're just finishing up the show, and next week, if you tune in, I'm promising you this, we will be here, but it's going to be a pre-recorded show from the past four weeks. There's something that I need to take care of at my house, and I won't be able to be here, and I didn't want to ask Dana to come and do this by himself, but... I'm not, I want to be home when the guy comes to trim the trees. You people out there listening, all of you, be kind to each other. Yep. And, that's, and that's the biggest thing. Be kind to each other. You know, we, each week we try to share the helpful hints on the car buying process, but it's, it's just the normal nature of humanity. Be nice to people, treat people the way that you want to be treated.